This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. We've got an important update on the legalization of sports betting right here in Illinois. Big surprise, it's taking longer than we all wanted, but an important step was taken this week. Details on that in a moment. And in about 10 minutes, we'll go over the NFL Week 16 card with Minty Betts. An NFL triple header today, and it's day two of the College Bowl season. Mitch Armitrout does an excellent job of covering gaming for the Sun-Times. His job extremely important at these times with all of these updates going on, especially this week. He's on Twitter at Mitch Trout. Mitch, as always, thanks for coming on Early Odds today. Appreciate it. Always happy to. Yeah, and uh, you actually had some news the other day. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and you get the questions on Twitter just like I do. Anything yet? Anything yet? Where's the timeline? What was uncovered at Thursday's gaming board meeting? So Thursday, you know, we're, we're coming up on six months since uh, the governor signed the new gambling law that legalized sports betting here. Um, and obviously, we're not able to place bets yet. But finally, um, on Thursday, the gaming board, which is in charge of rolling out the whole industry, uh, they finally released applications for sports betting operators. So that is obviously the, all the state's 10 casinos, it's the racetracks, it's the pro sports teams that own state big stadiums like Soldier Field and uh, Wrigley Field. All those entities are now scrambling to fill out uh, hundreds of pages of paperwork to get those applications in and uh, vie for uh, these $10 million sports betting licenses. So... We still don't have a clear idea of exactly when the average Joe is going to be able to go out and actually visit a sports book, when those can open. But, um, you know, it, it's it's the first uh, real sign of the ball rolling in Illinois since that law was signed already half a year ago. So, you know, it's, it's not the thing that uh, a lot of sports fans want to hear just yet, but it's uh, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, no timeline, but as you wrote, the next Illinois Gaming Board meeting will take place on January 30th. So those dreams of possibly launching for a Super Bowl 
We knew that wasn't going to happen, but those are officially dead. What does that mean? What are they going to do on January 30th? And are we maybe looking at the next big sporting event, like March Madness or opening day? I would say March Madness, uh, definitely opening day. I mean, just kind of feeling it out. It seems like that's feasible. Um, but the the gaming board has still kind of left that a little murky. Basically, with Thursday, they released this first set of rules that allowed them to put out the operator applications. Um, and now the gaming board says uh, they're going to put out the second phase of rules uh, kind of governing the actual operation procedures for, for casinos. So, you know, what things are actually going to look like inside the sports books. That second set of rules is supposed to come out uh, in, quote-unquote, early 2020. So <laughs> make of that what you will. Hopefully, I mean, January 30th sounds like early 2020 to me, but, uh, you know, who, who knows exactly what uh, date they have in mind. It's an understaffed agency, and I think they're kind of trying to temper expectations. But um, hopefully, yeah, that, that second round will be out um, by that meeting you mentioned, and uh, theoretically things can get moving pretty quick after that, so so we'll see. Mitch, in the first round, what I was able to go through, it didn't really seem like we learned anything. Like, all this information was already out there, the cost of the licenses and all that, and who's available to get these. Uh, did anything pop out to you? Not really. Um, you know, you can click through if you Google Illinois Gaming Board sports betting applications. You can take a look at what uh, all these casinos and corporations are kind of thumbing through right now. And it's, you know, it, it's sort of another vetting process of these uh, casinos and racetracks kind of laying out who their staffers are, who's going to be in charge of it, what their plans are um, as far as, you know, the physical sports book location. But, you know, as far as what it's going to look like for the average better and, you know, how, how fans will have to register in person, you still don't really have a clear idea of exactly what it's going to look like. So that that's that's really what's going to be key in that second round of rules coming out early next year. Um, that'll give us a more tangible idea of what things look like. So, but yeah, for now it's we, we didn't learn a heck of a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but again, hopefully it's a, a step in motion. Hopefully. It's gaming in Illinois, Mitch. This is your beat. You understand how slow it moves <laughs> like a freaking glacier. Uh, but but uh, Tennessee the other day, I'm sure you saw this. The big controversy there with their sports betting regulations was a lot of sports bettors very upset because uh, their law says that parlays, if, if you have a tie, it's a loser. Wow, yeah. And that's something that we don't know. I mean, how is that going to be handled once things are up right. and running here? I mean, that's that's always a controversial thing anywhere you go. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about that, Joe? Do you think that that uh, should that be a push? What should that be? That should definitely be a push. And then you downgrade it if it's a four team to a three team or a three team to a two team. You've got to. You're you're already up against it. You're making a long shot play if you're in on a parlay. If it's a push, you can't grade that as loser. That's kind of interesting. That might have implications for Illinois, too, because, you know, on top of regular sports betting, the lottery is very slowly putting together a, a parlay betting program that was part of that gambling expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see, you know, basically any lottery machine you see in 7-Eleven or wherever, uh, eventually, theoretically, they're going to have parlay games you'll play where you pick, you know, three or five NFL games or whatever. And yeah, who knows how they're going to govern that. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that one plays out. 
with Mitch Armitrout of the Sun-Times covering gaming in the state. And that's a good point. It's kind of been forgotten about, about the, the lottery system. And if memory serves, the second year of the lottery system, they're, they're going to double the amount of locations in the state, right? Right. So it, it was kind of this weird little provision tucked into the new gaming law about this lottery sports program, which really there's only a couple like it, you know, specifically dedicated lottery parlay programs. Delaware does it. Oregon does a kind of a similar program. And yeah, there's about 7,500 lottery retailers across the state. And they're calling this sports lottery uh, program a a pilot that they're going to launch at uh, 2,500 lottery locations. And then, you know, after that, another 2,500. So, you know, about two thirds of, uh, all anywhere you can buy a lottery ticket. Um, but that's still really in the early phases. I mean, if you think, you know, the, the overall sports betting rollout is moving at a glacial pace, I mean, that's, they're, still, they're still just kind of gathering information on what to do. They haven't even put out uh, requests for proposals from, from actual operators. So uh, that's, that's kind of uncharted water. That is moving even slower, unfortunately. <laughs> and, and Yes, and they will put those locations, they say, where there, there's the most foot traffic. So you would expect a lot of those to be downtown, at least in, in the first year of that program. You got to see Rivers Casino. They opened a brand-new sports bar. But the story there is since, yeah, it's a sports bar, but it's really going to be their sports book. They're ready to go once they get that license. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you head over to the the main gaming floor at Rivers, I mean, you'll see it. it there's no mistaking this. I mean, it's 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 a sports book that they're they're just waiting for that green light from the state. And uh, it's pretty nice. They, uh, they, they gave me a tour and got to check out the nice lounges they got. They got this gigantic 48-foot LED wall with any game you can imagine. They've got the, the ticker tape going around the bar with all the scores. Huh. Um, it's pretty nice, I'll, I'll admit. Um but yeah, they're like everybody else. They're just kind of waiting, 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 waiting to see what uh, when they can finally launch. Have they hired sportsbook directors or employees for this? Once it happens, whenever it comes to adding a new part of a casino, they they always have to kind of they have to be kind of careful with the way they word uh, their employment um, titles for folks because uh, you know, like like we said, I mean, sports betting is not operational yet, so they're yeah. not allowed to start. Hiring uh, professional uh, folks to handle the booking end of things, but um, yeah, I mean, they're, suffice to say that they're they're well, they're ready to go. They say that they're adding staffers to the casino to kind of support that end of it. And um, but yeah, they're they're moving pretty quick. They're they're champing at the bit. In the old days, I would ask about ticket writers, but those are becoming a thing of the past now. Uh, even in Indiana, they're starting to open more and more kiosks, and that's what people prefer. Right, yeah, and uh, they don't have any of those kiosks set up in uh, N Rivers yet. But you know, talking to the general manager there, they're they're kind of excited about what they can do as far as putting them near the exit. So you know, if you're if you happen to be in Rosemont, you 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 know park in the garage, <laughs> yeah, run in real quick, make a few bets, and then head back out. Of course, even then, I mean, that's not even going to be too much of an issue because these physical sports books will be able to have their own mobile apps that you can bet on from your phone, but. Uh, they're looking to cash in any way they can. No question. Yeah, so it sounds like once these are live, whether it's a casino or a track, you go in, you register in person, and then you can get it on your phone. But do you think that will happen right away? That's actually one of the things I'm curious about is, you know, even then, I mean, 
what is kind of the central operating system for for all these different apps? I mean, we don't really know who the casinos and racetracks are going to be partnering with. Um, we know uh, Hawthorne is points bet, and that's about it, right? right? That's the only one that, that has been announced publicly, as far as I know. But yeah, there's obviously going to have to be some sort of central registration system that works across all these different apps. So that's a, that's another kind of a an unanswered question at this point, and one that I'm sure the the gaming board is agonizing over. So in theory, that should come out fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in Indiana we saw that that but obviously Indiana has done everything a lot faster than we have here, but uh, they were able to get the online mobile betting you know up within a month of the the actual physical sports books opening. So. You know, it's happened elsewhere fairly rapidly, but uh, obviously that doesn't mean it'll happen rapidly here. (laughs) Uh, Let's close with this. The temporary license, which will be distributed in a timely manner, what are temporary licenses and what can they do with them? So basically, um, the rules that came out on Thursday uh, that put out the applications, those are all based on what they call emergency rules, which uh, don't necessarily mean there's an actual emergency happening. It just means that... uh, you can get things moving faster, uh, but they're, they're temporary rules that expire usually in about 45 days, and before then you have to have them approved by another um, big uh, state senate committee. That's it's a whole long, drawn-out process, but uh, once those emergency rules are hopefully announced early next year, uh, those temporary permits will go out, and then they'll have to get final approval for the, for the rules. So if, if that doesn't sound dry enough for you. Um, <laughs> that just kind of gives casinos uh, like Rivers, ones that are ready to go right off the bat. They can they can pretty much launch as soon as they get the green light with those emergency rules. Mitch Ar- temporary permits, I should say. Sorry. Sure. Mitch Armitrout of the Sun-Times. Follow him on Twitter at Mitch Trout. Mitch, great job and uh, thank you so much for coming on The Score. Thanks a lot, Joe. Have a good holiday. Some strong info there on the legalization process for sports betting here in our state, but let's get to the games on the field that we'll be betting on this weekend. I believe Minty Betts is new to this expanding media space we call sports betting, and she's developed quite a following pretty quickly over at wagertalk.com. That's where you can find all of her work. Minty, thanks for coming on Early Odds. Why don't you tell our Chicago audience a little bit about your sports betting background and why you decided to come over to this dark side? Yeah, so dark side, that's funny. Um, so I have always been sports gambling since I turned 21, and I'm born and raised in Vegas, so that's kind of very familiar to me. Um, I decided to start a Twitter because I wanted to become a better better, and I wanted to originally just be better at betting baseball, uh, which was my weaker sport, but I actually did really well. So I started this Twitter in June of this year, 2019, and it kind of grew from, from there after I posted my picks. But like I said, it was just to learn from other handicappers. But now I find myself teaching other new bettors, um, you know, the terminology and what line movements are and, and all this stuff. So it's been really great. And everybody goes through uh, their learning stages. Even now, you mm-hmm. can't, no matter how long you've been doing this, you can't say that you know everything. You've always got to adjust. And bookmakers will tell you that. And by the way, Minty is on Twitter, at MintyBets. And I noticed in your profile, you put DMs open to relevant questions. What's what's, uh, yes. what's the percentage of DMs with irrelevant questions and or oh, requests? Like 90%. <laughs> 90? They're, they're always like, 
hi, how are you? And I'm like, okay, just like, don't just ask me your question, you know, like, oh, why did you take the bucks or why this, why that? What does this mean? But most of the time it's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> so <laughs> I put relevant in hopes that people will actually read that and, and follow the rules. But, no. uh, you know, I can't expect Twitter followers or users to, to do that. Or they see that and they just don't care. I'm yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they, they're going to shoot their shot no matter what, and I appreciate the effort. <laughs> You've got a couple picks for this NFL card you like, right? I do. All right, perfect. Um, I know you've got one going on today, and so do I. And I've got a Monday pick, and you've got something for Sunday. So let's go through some of these. Let's start with the first game of the day. Houston in Tampa Bay. Crazy line movement in this one Probably because of that Bucks injury report. Jameis Winston doesn't have any of his normal receivers available. Houston now minus three after opening as a pick'em, and the total is fifty. Yes. So the Bucks have won four straight, and the over has been a money maker when you're betting on the Bucks total this season. Um, but there's going to be a bit of wind in Tampa, and I'm hearing you know people in Florida right now are saying that it, the weather is pretty nasty, and this game is, you know is going on soon. And so because of that, I, I kind of like the Bucks under 50. And out of their last four opponents, Tampa Bay's last four opponents, I mean, none of them are have really great defenses. The Texans will be the best defense that Tampa Bay will have faced in the last few games. And like you said earlier, Jameis is missing a couple of key receivers. Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin might not play. So I don't think he'll have a ton of connections this game. Therefore, I like the under in this one. All right. And you are not on an island. This thing has been moving down all week. It opened at 53, Mm -hmm. and it's all the way down to 50. Mitzi, I like a game tonight, and I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the Rams-Niners game. And as long as we're talking about these these three games today, the most popular play of the day, something the books are hoping does not hit, a two-team teaser with the big favorite, San Francisco, in New England, you're just going to need them to win if you play that. That's going to be the popular play. The books are hoping one of them loses outright. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at specifically this uh, L.A. Rams-Niners game. Both teams coming off some bad losses. San Francisco to Atlanta in the last second. And the Rams are just mm-hmm. crushed by the Cowboys. And in their first meeting of the season, San Fran won 20-7. to Jared Goff, mm-hmm. terrible in that one. I had a QBR of 0.7. Now, this injury report is intriguing for San Francisco. Out, you have starting defensive end D. Ford, and also their safety, Tart. I understand why people are selling the Rams. You're, they're all but eliminated from the playoffs here, and you didn't see much of them in the, when they were blown out by the Cowboys there. But I think we're going to see some fight out of them. They, they were embarrassed in national TV. Another primetime spot here. I'm not calling a, a Niners loss again outright, but I think the Rams keep this divisional game close. So I'm going to take the Rams plus six and a half, uh, maybe even seven. Do you have a lean on that one? I totally agree with everything you said. I like the Rams plus six and a half. Like you said, it's a divisional game and divisional games tend to be close. I mean, except for that week six when the Niners beat LA. I think that if the Rams can just run the ball, I mean, good things happen when Gurley gets the ball. Uh, And it's a shame he wasn't able to be utilized a lot this season. Uh, But if the Rams can step up their pass defense and their offense can run the ball early against the Niners defense, uh, the Niners' run defense is allowing almost five yards per carry from their opponents, so I think the Rams can keep it close, like you said. All right, perfect. And I know you've got a Sunday play here, and let's stick with the NFC West division because you're looking at Arizona and Seattle. 
the Seahawks are favored by nine and a half total all the way up to 51. Yes. So I like the Cardinals plus nine and a half. The Cardinals aren't a bad team. They just come up short all the time. Uh, We have seen that Kyler Murray has improved significantly since meeting the Seahawks in week four. He's improved his passer rating. He's mobile. The Seahawks have some injuries that could factor in this week. Bobby Wagner and Jadavian Clowney could miss this game. Uh, And the Cardinals have some great weapons offensively. Kenyon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald, of course, and David Johnson. So if the Cards can establish a good ground game, then they should be able to keep it somewhat close since Seattle isn't the best against the run, allowing 4.6 yards per carry. Um, and I do have to mention, in this matchup, the Cardinals are 4-1-1 one, and one against the spread, their last six. And against NFC West rivals, they're 11-3-1 and one against the spread. So I like the Cardinals in this one. Yeah, the Cardinals won by two touchdowns last week against Cleveland. And yeah. in their five losses before that, they had that six-game losing streak. But their last five losses uh, prior to the game against Cleveland – Four of the five were one-score losses, or within 10 points. I'm sorry, the, the point spread that we're looking at here, because there are some books posting 10 here. So I like your play mm-hmm. uh, with the Cardinals getting 9.5, the second of two divisional matchups. And, you know, that's what we're getting a lot of, Week 16, Week, week 17. Yeah. I'm going to Monday Night Football. I'm in NFC North Country, the 11-3 and <laughs> Packers at the 10-4 and Vikings. Minnesota favored by five and a half, a total mm-hmm. of 47. A lot on the line for both teams, Minty. Packers clinch the NFC North with a win or a tie. Vikings are in the playoffs with a win or a tie. So a lot of motivation for both teams. And as far as Green Bay goes, I've said it as much as anybody. I get it. They're complete frauds. This is not the same <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. I'm probably going to go under the win total when we get to next season. But it feels like that narrative has just gotten a little bit out of control. Kirk Cousins, not the best primetime record, not the best Monday night football record. He's 0-8 in his career. And I think this Minnesota defense, I mean, they're pretty good. They're above average, but they're not as great as their perception is. They're barely uh, top 10, really close to the middle of the pack in most categories. Since the Packers are getting 5.5, I'm going to take, take it because I think this is a one score game really You're yeah gonna take the Packers I'm gonna take the Packers plus five and a half I mean I just watched that Bears Packers game and uh, the Bears had a very at uh, a chance to at least force overtime at the yeah. very end they have not been impressive but uh, I'm wow. gonna take Green Bay divisional game getting five and a half yeah yeah nice I this you're on the Vikes kind of it sounds like uh, yeah, I was leaning the Vikes, but I honestly haven't looked into this game that much since it's Monday. I, I just would probably look at it Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know. I oh God, I love Aaron Rodgers, and you're right. Kirk Cousins is not great at primetime Monday games, so I'm neutral on this one. I you'll have a bet when Monday so rolls bad. around. You'll have a bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> no question. So Mitty Betts is on the Arizona Cardinals getting nine and a half. Houston, Tampa Bay, under 50. I like Green Bay, plus five and a half. And the LA Rams getting six and a half. I'm on a bunch of dogs, so might be a week to watch out for those favorites, though. That That is scaring me a little bit, but uh, a little too much value in both games for me. Minty Betts on Twitter, at Minty Betts. Find her work at wagertalk.com. Minty, thanks for joining us on Early Odds this week. Of course. Thanks for having me, Joe. Good luck this weekend, everybody. 
Really appreciate Minty and Mitch Armantrout for dropping by early odds this week on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And thank you for listening as I'm fighting this disgusting cold. No show next week. I'll be with my family doing nothing and probably betting on some sports, maybe not as much as I'd like. Merry Christmas. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Up next on The Score, Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Relax over the holidays. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.